Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video. Christmas may have come and passed, but it's never too late to give the gift of pressing the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Delhi Compliance, a compliance carol. As we approach that which I and many others rightfully consider the most wonderful time of the year, I'm reminded of some past events which might be in line with the sub, and I decided to share the cheer. An important note is that this takes place in late 2020 Northern Australia, with no restriction on travel or gatherings existing within the state. This is a story about Christmas and retail which hinges strongly on meticulous compliance, a perfect storm, careful planning, and the importance of asking nicely. It's not malicious at all because I'm a good person, and it has nothing but sincerity in every word spoken. Let's begin. Our story begins in a small supermarket deli. A new manager, let's call him Bill, has just joined the team and is slowly getting to know everyone. At one point, during an evening shift, we end up talking about me. See, I'm not from around here. I moved a few years ago and, as a result, have been quite separated from the family. But I did manage to go see everyone at a big Christmas get-together a few years ago. So when he asked when the last time I saw them was, I related the story, which he met with a healthy dose of surprise. As Christmas is the busiest time of year and every store is pretty much going insane with an all-hands-on-deck type of situation, how did you manage to get Christmas off, he asks. I asked nicely, I responded, which was true in a way, but mostly worked only because I had very little care for taking public holidays off and called in sick maybe once in three years. That one is luck and good climate. I was reliable and my old boss liked that, so she was fine with me meeting with the family, as a good boss should. Well, good for you, Bill says, but that's not gonna work on me. Oh, Bill, you just wait. In the following couple months, of course, the routine new boss series of events happens. Things get moved, procedures get changed, some things work and some things don't, and among other things, shifts get changed. In particular, I move from working evenings to mornings, a welcome change in some aspects, but less so in others. Mornings pay less and, since he's not allowed to reduce my pay without a reason, I get offered a raise in the form of working more hours, which would make my schedule a bit harder to fit. I offer to take regular long shifts on Monday, Friday, and Saturday, days which a lot of staff don't find attractive and can easily be fit around. That's a great deal and everyone is happy. Phase 1 is go. Fast forward to late October, after a discussion with my wife about our holiday plans, I approached Bill with a conversation that went somewhere along these lines. Hey Bill, my wife's looking at heading up north with her parents for a bit of a Christmas holiday, so... Dramatic shrug, expression that says, as if, and obligatory request, what are my chances to get two weeks off over Christmas to New Year's? The question was met with a laugh and an obvious none, which was expected as it was suggested, but I wasn't done, of course. Had a feeling you'd say that, I said, but how about this? I take my birthday off, which is a Monday, that lets me have a short weekend trip so we can go around and celebrate and all, and then we can go to her parents in January after the big weeks, yeah? That gave him pause. It's harder to deny a birthday than a two-week period. When's your birthday? December 21st, most wonderful time of the year. Plenty of time to sort the schedule. He says, maybe. I'll look if I can find someone. As for January, I don't care. That's not a problem. Remind me again next week. It took a couple weeks to sort, as well as some push, because we need to book stuff. But eventually I had my two days off. December 21st and January 2nd. Phase 2 was go with a month to spare. 
To understand phase three, you need a few important pieces of information. When I said that Christmas time is all hands on deck, I meant it. The store tries as hard as possible to wrangle shifts together in order to have the most possible manpower, including extra temp hires if needed. But we're not Americans, we have rights. There are clear guidelines, limits, and conditions to all of this, and the short list is as follows. Any employee has the right to not work at public holiday. Employees who accept to work during public holidays get paid a very notable extra 2.5 times. Employees who stay home on public holidays still receive their regular pay for that shift. Once signed and approved, a day of leave cannot be revoked. Not even the employee can revoke the leave. If you're off, you can't be in. Additional shifts can be offered to employees, but can be refused for any reason or no reason, whether or not they fall within the employee's availabilities. My contract shifts, which my employer must always offer and which I cannot skip without approved leave, are, as per phase one, on Monday, Friday, and Saturday. The local state has a peculiar rule. Whenever a scheduled public holiday falls over the weekend, the following Monday is also declared a public holiday. Finally, as I mentioned earlier, this happens in the year 2020, Australia. The month of November proceeds with little trouble, and I occasionally drop a bit of conversational hints to the fact that I'm not looking to hoard public holidays if someone else wants the cash. After all, I'm studying on a full workload which, while sizable, is actually made of easy topics that I need as prerequisites. When, at the end of November, we are asked to fill in our availabilities for extra shifts, I return a blank page. It goes in a pile and nobody looks. Phase 3 is a go. One week later, while I'm setting up my morning open, I see a small figure marching towards me. Not Bill. Instead, it's one of the ladies from invoicing who just stares at me with the most awestruck grin I've ever seen and goes, How the heck did you do it? With an equally large grin, I respond, I asked nicely. Please open your calendar and follow my schedule. I leave on the afternoon of Saturday the 19th. My next shift is Monday the 21st, which I have asked nicely to take off. Next is Friday the 25th, but of course it's Christmas, so no work. Then Saturday the 26th, Boxing Day is a public holiday, which I've opted not to work. So I'd get back to work on Monday the 28th, which is not a public holiday nor a day off. But there was a public holiday on Saturday, so Monday's now also a public holiday. I'll see you all on Friday, the 1st of January. New Year's is, of course, a public holiday, so we'll move to the second. Not a holiday, but it is my second day off. I chill out and return to town late on Sunday the 3rd and rock up to work bright and early on Monday the 4th. Having been out of town for exactly two weeks, fully paid, spending Christmas traveling, Kayaking with dolphins, chilling at spas, and partying with my wife's side of the family. Merry Christmas, and may your holidays be always well-planned in advance. The fallout. Seeing as I followed every rule to a T, there was little to be done. Union contracts are annoying that way, so my hours went unchanged. My schedule was still the same, and most of the flack I got was from colleagues joking around about me doing nothing like always. Work is still necessary, so my non-contract shifts kept coming at roughly the same pace. Bill had a bit of an uneasy smile a few times, but warmed up a lot more around Easter. When I picked up almost every shift he couldn't cover, it paid well. We got along well enough and eventually worked well together, but I'm sure he learned to check the calendar for holidays before approving leave from now on. 
Some of the benefits OP listed here are actually really impressive and kind of enticing. Let me ask you guys, if you had the opportunity to work on Christmas, but you would get 2.5 times your regular payday for that day, would that be enough to convince you to go working on Christmas? Or do you think that's still not quite worth it? Let me know about you guys in the comments down below. Our next story is by Never Not Be Thinking. You see your kids are 13? Okay. So this happened about 10 years ago when I worked at the box office of a movie theater. Before automated machines were the norm, adult tickets, 14 plus, were $11.99, kids, 3 to 13, were $9.50, and kids under 3 were free. I had a woman come to my till with two kids. Now, these kids look to be about 15, though it can be hard to tell sometimes, as many kids don't carry any kind of ID. The rule of thumb was to either sell a kid's ticket or adult ticket based on how old the adult told us the kids were. Many people would abuse this and say the kids were 13 in order to save a few bucks. Typically, I didn't care as I understood the prices were pretty high and this was a big chain. So a few older kids getting cheaper tickets wasn't a big deal. What was different this time is that the woman was very rude throughout the whole transaction. We have a series of questions we have to ask throughout the transaction, loyalty program, etc. And we would randomly get scored by mystery shoppers to ensure we were following the script. This woman was annoyed and short with me throughout the whole transaction when I was being super friendly and just trying to do my job. When we got to the part about what kind of tickets she needed, it went something like this. I ask, how old are the kids? She says, why? I say, so I know whether they need kids tickets or adult tickets. She says, what's the difference? I say, adult tickets are for 14 plus and are 11.99. Kids tickets are for three to 13 and are 9.50. She says, oh, they're 13. I say, okay, and which film would you like to go see today? She said, whatever film it was, I can't remember anymore. I say, okay, no problem. For two kids and one adult, that'll be 30.99 total. She says, actually, I'm not going with them. I'm just dropping them off. I say, unfortunately, this movie is 14A which means you have to be either 14 or accompanied by an adult to see it. She says, well, they're 14. I say, you just told me they're 13. She says, they're actually 14. I just didn't want to pay the price for adult tickets. I say, unfortunately, you told me they're 13. Unless you have ID that shows they're 14, I have to assume what you first told me was correct and cannot allow them to watch this movie unsupervised as it is 14A. She says, this is ridiculous, so what are my options? I say, they can either go to a different movie that's not 14A, or you'll have to buy a ticket and accompany them to this one. I like to think she spent the next two hours reflecting on how her attempt to save five bucks ended up costing her $11.99 and two hours of her time. Realistically, she likely bought the ticket, accompanied them into the theater, and then left them there to watch the movie while she went shopping. Either way, it still cost her the extra $11.99 for her ticket. I mean, let's be fair, most of us, if given the opportunity, would lie and try to save some money, but little did she know that it was going to bite her in the butt. She should have done her homework and made sure that if there was a situation like that where they were going to lie, make sure the kids can actually get in on their own. Our next story is by Dracina GXX. You want us to work on Christmas Eve? 
Sure, we'll work. December 24th and 31st have always been a non-working day in our country, but just this year, our president announced that it will be a special working holiday, so it's still up to the company if they'll have work on that day or not. When our company announced that we'll have a full day of work on the 24th, the employees weren't too happy. We didn't have to work on that day even before the oldest employee in the company had started working working for that company for 40 plus years already, and most employees already had plans set up for that day. After back and forth meetings with the union, the company finally gave in and agreed to only have half a day of work on the 24th. Employees are still not happy, but we took that as a win. Now to the malicious compliance. Each department in our company can choose any day in December to celebrate their Christmas party. The party can last half a workday, and the employees will still be compensated as long as the party's held in the office. So today's December 24th, and we'll all have our Christmas party. As agreed, department Christmas parties are company time, so it will still be credited as us going to work. Merry Christmas! Yeah, if they were gonna be jerks and enforce that you work on Christmas Eve, they probably should have seen this loophole coming from a mile away, but... More than anything, their hands were just probably tied. And our final story of the day is by Lago Katrine, cocktail attire, at Boss's work party. I worked for a super crappy charter school with an egomaniacal director. He lives two hours away and hosted a holiday party the year prior with an ugly sweater theme. I saw him casually after receiving an invite to this year's party. I mentioned, oh, I gotta get another ugly sweater to top last year. He snidely said, it's cocktail attire. Shoot. I had no idea. So I of course google cocktail attire and I'm like, darn, the guy wants people to wear a darn suit to a house party? Two hours away on Christmas? Sheesh, but everyone was cajoled into going, so why not? I did have a Pee Wee Herman suit from 20 pounds and three Halloweens prior in the closet. I put that little sucker on and arrived at the party. He didn't even serve any booze. Everyone adhered to the dress code, but I got a bunch of laughs for parodying that dress code rule. What a mess. Two hours away, and it's a cocktail party, and you're not even gonna serve any actual drinks? I'd be sitting there at that party like, you mean to tell me I got dressed up and drove all the way out here, I busted out this perfectly good Pee Wee Herman suit, and you're not even gonna serve me a proper drink at a cocktail party. What's even the point of going? It's a good thing they didn't mention there wasn't gonna be any alcohol, otherwise nobody would have shown up. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.